Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Sensei Talks, where we talk about things that are relevant to today's culture, and we lead a life living, of being in the world, but not of it. And today, we got a special guest, Mr. Julius Thompson, very, very awesome man here. Um, yeah, wow. thanks, thanks wow. for, thanks for doing <laughs> this, man. This is awesome. Yeah, no problem. My first, uh, yeah, my first guest. That's, really? This is my first guest, man. Wow. I appreciate the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, introduce yourself, tell us what you do, what's okay. your accomplishments and whatnot. <laughs> so I am Julius Thompson. I, um, I'm the head of the worship ministry here at Greater Grace Church, um, something that God has called me to do. Um, it's something that I've learned to love people in. Mm. When it comes to worship ministry, and uh, leading it, it's probably 75% people and 25% music, and really God is above all of it, really, you know? Wow, wow. But, um, you know, something that I've learned is when it comes to ministry, um, I don't think you're doing it right, like, unless you're loving people, mm. you know? Uh, and I feel, I, I think that that's a good lesson for life, like, I don't, think we're doing life right if we do people wrong you know so um, just actually loving people and having Christ love me you know is my uh, job um, I've been here for six years uh, there's a lot has changed in six years here uh, which is something that I'm so excited to be a part of um, and I'm just excited to see where God's gonna take it oh wow that's awesome um yeah, so today's episode is going to be about music. Music. All right. So, um, yeah, like he said, he's a worship director. Yeah, director, worship I director. guess. I kind of dabble in worship myself. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've learned a lot from this man, from his classes, and he's an all-around good dude and awesome father as well. Uh, he has an incoming kid, right? Yeah, Shout man. Out to the, so the third my third baby. kid is due any day. <laughs> Actually, she was due. It's my first girl. So I have Aww. two boys, and I have a little girl in the way. And she was due this past Monday, which was two days ago. <laughs> so she's late. Uh, but she should be here this week, and we're so excited wow. about that. Wow, yeah, praying about that. That's that's awesome. Family yes. expansion. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to talk about music. And uh, that's one thing that a lot of people, you know, we listen to a lot of music. Mm each day like every day is part of our life it's a part of like uh how we kind of like move with music too like even at work like you know you listen into your music while working and uh for us um, we minister to people through music and i think that this is uh there's a lot of stuff going on with music and mm. um music is very powerful um mm. even uh if you don't know the background of Satan, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lucifer. He was uh, he was in charge of music. Yeah. So um, in today's world, like a lot of people are influenced by music, and I think that this is a very important topic 
that we need to discuss. And yeah, like with today's worship music culture, that's what we're going to tackle first um, mm-hmm. today. And today's music culture is, I think it's very weird. If you look back from like the 2000s, like Hillsong 2000s, like I grew up in those albums, Me you too. know, the old school and fast forward to today mm-hmm. is very uh, charismatic. For me, it's very charismatic. And like, you see a lot of effects, like instruments have changed. Like over the years, like I remember, I, I mean, I grew up in a church, uh, went to Christian school as well. And, um, you know, all we needed was a guitar and a piano and, yeah. you know, maybe a cajon here and there, a full set of drums. But um, nowadays it's more like, this is like how I feel and how I've really noticed is it's it the effect or the worship setting has a big part of how we worship today so what do you think about like today's worship music culture and you know how they use like you know we see a lot of these churches with dim lights yeah. <laughs> and the fog machine you know we joke a lot about that on social media with it dim lights the fog, the fog machine. machines the laser lights and the sudden boom of light yeah. when worship starts so like you know there's different cultures in each churches so yeah any thoughts about that yeah so when it comes to the culture of the worship in our country you know really i think uh there are good things about it and there's things that i don't really like i have a little bit of disdain for right i think there's no there's an overall feeling of it that it's it can be like very relaxed you know like you see the guys with the jeans with the holes in them and <laughs> they they create this feeling like uh or this perception that you know like i just actually woke up this morning I actually rolled out of bed and now i can play these songs well you know i can sing great um but you know that's not the case you know these guys at hillsong or you know bethel or wherever you know these People have spent a lot of their time and life in this right, in this right. culture, in uh, playing their instrument. Um, so I think that's kind of one misleading thing about it is that it looks really relaxed, which I see that that's actually noble. Like I want people, you know, in our church to be on stage and be mm-hmm. relaxed. Like this is an encounter with their creator, and they get to lead people in in. Uh, in ministry and there's a simplicity to that that's wonderful you know mm-hmm. uh but also it's sacred right you know in, in my heart you know i see it as uh something sacred i want my worship in the church to be sacred but accessible like i want people you know a joe schmo to walk in our church mm-hmm. and be able to to actually follow us and sing but also know that you know god's presence is there so i mean for me personally um i you know like you said it's based on the culture of your church uh but i think it's important that we keep the main thing because each church is different and the main thing is christ that his name is actually lifted up and um knowing that my ministry on stage is just an overflow of my private life with God. And that affects the culture of our church, mm. of our band, 
of our team. So um, culture can be subjective, but it's it's not that big of a thing if we keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Like thinking about it, um, there was there. I don't know if you've heard the the phrase. You know, come as you are. We hear that a lot at church. Yes, come as you are. Come as you are. And yeah. I remember in my old church that you know we have a very limited amount of you know people who can serve in the worship team. Sure. It's mainly it was the youth group, now current adult group of our old church. So we were on stage every day and. You know, we would always get complaints from the older people in our yeah, church. Yeah. It was like, hey, you guys should wear a tux or wear button-ups and, you know, pants and slacks and dress shoes. And, yeah. like, uh, like, even now until, like, I, I lead worship at Connecting Church right now in, um, in Abingdon. Shout out to Connecting Church. <laughs> um, and, like, I go on stage. I kind of just dress like you know street i'm very like my style is very street yeah and um yeah like i don't know if dressing up has something to do with because sometimes we emphasize so much on how we look on stage sure that we forget of what message we're trying to tell people and yeah. that's like you know the love of christ sharing that same love that he gave us and you know we're trying to worship together but if dressing i, I mean i get like I think one thing I would say, like jewelry and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like for guys, you know, for example, I don't really know, like some other church cultures are fine with it, but like, you know, piercings and stuff like that. And I see it too in the mainstream um, worship teams, like, you yeah. know, a lot of style has changed and like, you know, we want something like biblical based truth when we lead worship. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's trouble sometimes, like, when our worship isn't based on the truth yes you know but i don't know like i mean come so, as you are is so you know it's such a vague statement yeah about it's it. a it's, you know it's a vague statement so i mean we have a church of about a thousand people overall you know our church services are online we have smaller churches like around the world mm -hmm. so there's a lot at play when it comes to what we're doing on stage right, right. i've heard people in our, our ministry say you know well baltimore does it this way <laughs> or you know baltimore uh you know actually wears this so it 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 uh, hasn't it definitely has an impact but like i think the rule that i follow personally is it's just not about me you know right. it's just not about me i'm not really interested in trying to make a statement with my clothes or i'm not trying to impress anyone you know what is the purpose of us being up there mm. and i don't sing you know like i just play, play the keys you know uh but i have to think like you know what is the purpose of our ministry and it's to focus on christ to make sure that he gets all the glory that he gets all the honor mm. and it's not about me so i don't want to so so if i can keep that at the forefront of my mind what does my dress look like does it look like um is it professional you know yeah i mean and that could be different things for different churches but i don't want to be a distraction mm. to someone in the audience when my goal is to be used by God to uh, put the focus on him. Mm, yeah, that's wow, that's amazing. Um, you know, with 
worship leading mm-hmm. now we're moving to worship leading mm-hmm. um like i said like the setting sometimes affect how worship goes yeah and this is also like an observation um you know what are the dangers of leading worship with emotions because mm. yeah that's like a big deal like i see a lot of people you know we see tv worship settings yes. like oh they're crying and <laughs> the spirit yeah. and all of that kind of stuff but like there's dangers to emotion especially human emotion mm. and using that to lead the worship so what do you think about that you know the uh, bible is clear you know that we are to worship god with our whole being mm. our whole being so um i in the culture that i grew up in i felt like there was a lot of teaching on like you don't think with your emotions you don't right. you know act on your emotions and like those things are true but it was such an emphasis you know uh that some things that we can do can be like robotic you know yeah, yeah. so i think when it comes to emotion it has its place in worship i think a great story was this i mean we just got shut down for covid this was march yeah, 2020 yeah. right oh i remember that and we cameras <laughs> It was it was crazy because we are sitting in the chapel playing, singing, you know, and there's not a soul in the church, you know, and you realize in that moment, yes, I'm worshiping God and I'm focused on Him, but there's an element to corporate worship that's very human, you know, like I, I mean, there's emotion that takes place there. Mm. I I just think emotion cannot lead our worship. Like we have to have. A balanced worship you know there can be our thinking like you know worship that's kind of intellectual with right. with like doctrine like mm. ooh, so good and then there's emotion that can be really void of a you know a doctrine but God God says we worship him in spirit mm-hmm. and truth so there's ooh. a there's a there's a, a balance there that really comes from God and spending time spending time in the word mm. i do think you know we teach in the bible school here that studying god's word is the highest form of worship really when god's word is at the center of our worship then it becomes balanced you know wow. i don't want to have an unbalanced life where i'm i'm like trying to get really hard like to get a response from the from the from the church and right. I'm being worked up in my emotions and I'm not thinking about God's truth like that's the thing that actually changes us it's God's truth coming in us in our mind and down into our souls and it, it's and then during worship it's just a back and forth like it's a, you know for for me it's like a bell like God's truth is like a bell it's a clear sound and I and I want to hear it over and over and over again. Mm. So it has to be balanced. Wow. Yeah. Would you know? Would balance also. Um. With the music to lead mm-hmm. too. The right. You know. How do we pick? I know it's like. You know, it's hard to pick the right music. Mm-hmm. But like, how do we dis- discern? the music that we're going to lead like you know on a wednesday night or on a a sunday night Mm -hmm. or even in worship nights like how do you like oh i think this would bless people yes like how do you make that kind of point in your like you know when you especially when you lead worship and for you that you know someone who would pick 
pick music to like you know share with the congregation and you know yeah. just sing together and I mean really I think it's important to have a song leader that can read the crowd mm. you know yeah I mean because we have church on Wednesday night and people are coming from work or they're tired or the kids just drove them crazy that day and they come to church and I don't know if they have the capacity to sit through four really slow songs right you right. know what I mean yeah yeah I mean we want to be sensitive to the congregation and and that's kind of what I was talking about like there's like a human element to it like God actually yeah. made us human still right, right. you know uh, so just to know kind of where the church is uh, you know are they singing are they like staring at you I don't really let their reaction like really affect me yeah. and dictate my worship you know right uh, but it has to play a role as a worship leader you know I I pick songs that are a a uh, representation of the church that we are in mm. the city we are in um, and, and then um, really the place that these people are in the moment you know wow. um, and you know yeah like I think like the Wednesday night thing is a is a huge one where you just have to read the crowd and I don't really think you were talking about content really but um, really just starting from a place that you know that I know that my songs have like you know a Bible in them and they already speak truth and just from then on I'm like I'm good I'm right. good you know like I can just actually read the crowd or I can cut it short or I can go long or I can stay on a bridge because mm -hmm. the church loves it you know right, right. that's the human element that I think is so great wow um, I mean you brought up the content as well because like for me like when we pick songs we kind of I don't know if you do it the same way but we would pick it out like for the whole month you know okay oh, we schedule people and like oh like what's the message what's pastor gonna preach upon this like mm -hmm. the Sunday and like sometimes like I mean I could get very biased with my song choices too it's like oh I think this song blesses me yeah so, <laughs> this song blesses me I you know? know it's like oh I want to put this song because it blesses me yeah. it encouraged me oh, and I, I think it's you know so I don't know how do we like get rid of that kind of thinking like because I know that worship is very personal, but yeah. it's not literally, literally like, oh, it's, it's me. It's my, yeah. it's my work, me leading worship. And it becomes an idol as well because yeah. like you have that, oh, you have that power to like pick the songs. It's like, it can't be like Shane. I would Shane and Shane all day. <laughs> you know? But you know, not all songs are speak to people as well. You know, mm -hmm. just like how sometimes when we listen to messages at church, it's like, it won't, it won't hit right away. Yes. But, you know, it's still in your mind. Mm -hmm. If you, I mean, if you pay attention and listen to it and really digest it, sometimes it'll speak to you in another time. So I feel like songs are like that. But yeah, with content, um, how would you pick with content? Mm -hmm. You know, depending, because for me, sometimes like we would base it on a verse that the pastor's preaching, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, it could be hard sometimes when, there's not much songs that are like you know related to that kind of verse and yeah so how would you like go about that kind of struggle well I really do think 
for our church, we can't operate like that. Like our, yeah. our <laughs> let's just say our pastor is like very organic. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you know, like man, he's not. He, he got a he. He just steps up the stage, <laughs> steps up the pulpit, and was like, "Oh yeah, I got a word for hey, you guys." Hey, Automatic. Like I just thought of this. You know? <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Right. So I mean, we don't really plan our worship services like that. Wow. Um, but I would say. Um, when it comes to content, I mean, obviously we start with the Bible. There, there are a lot of songs that are kind of introspective, you know, mm. like oh, it's about me. Like I started in such a low place. I'm such a sinner, and like that could really minister to me. Right. Like I am a sinner. I, <laughs> I am in a low place, but that's not going to bless the body per se. Right. You know what I mean? It's probably not. So, I mean, a good example of this. We have a song leader here, and when a song ministers to him, he likes it. Uh-huh. It comes across so much better. Like he sings it better. He's into it. Like he's playing it during the week. Right. He comes up. He's ready. You know. Right. Right. Uh, and then when it's a song that like you don't, you can kind of tell he's not so into it. It doesn't come across yeah. as as well. So there's yeah, yeah. a balance there. You know. I mean, I don't pick songs that just minister me to, to me. I don't lead the music ministry that that way like mm -hmm. if i if i only let people sing songs that i liked it would look probably a lot different <laughs> right right but it's not it's not it's not a, about it's not a, about me yeah. in that sense you know right. so i think there has to be a balance like as a leader like i let him sing those songs mm -hmm. and they work for the church right it's like it's not like it doesn't work for the church but the groups like feel the uh the confidence of the group is so much better like when your song leader is in it mm. uh and you just pray that he's like spirit led right and not like led just by himself and what he likes you know mm. wow Yo, that was awesome ah uh, yeah we're gonna move on to some more juicy stuff oh, God. uh we're gonna step out of the church oh, okay. get into the world mm -hmm. and uh we're just gonna talk about you know the effects of music today you know like i said music is very impactful yeah uh it, it has easy access to it like it's in your ear and it's definitely like shoved in you it gets to your brain quicker mm -hmm. and um you know with music today we're gonna focus more on you know our christian music in general mm -hmm. and a lot of mainstream artists like um you know secular artists have came into the faith and you know it's pretty interesting to see um you know who i'm gonna talk about <laughs> you know who i'm talking about my man kanye west <laughs> i'm wearing his shoes right now you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> but no to me it's just interesting yeah um because i grew up i'm a big rap fan yes um even with the worship that i listen to a lot of christian hip-hop mm -hmm. and christian hip-hop actually impacted me more mm -hmm. than contemporary or gospel music mm -hmm. um we're also going to talk about that that's that one's pretty juicy too yeah <laughs> but um like seeing kanye like i grew up with the work like the secular rap music and like mm -hmm. you know when he stopped like he start doing the uh i think that was 2018 when he released like a gospel yes. album yes and i was surprised it's like oh is this like genuine and automatic reaction for christians is like whoa yeah. i think that guy is not legit yeah. he's not real his faith is real oh he's trying to lead you to satan like that's the automatic reaction but i think like 
you know, how... I don't think that's the right reaction, for mm-hmm. real. Um, but how do you think, like, I mean, not how, but what do you think of, you know, him stepping into, you know, Christian music? And, like, I know he released a new album. It's it's iffy. I yeah. wouldn't say it was Christian. I listened to most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more of a tribute to his mom, but it did contain some... Some truth. I mean, you know, I won't say like truth to it, mm-hmm. but like, it was there. It was it was getting there, and mm-hmm. like, you know, living or transforming our, excuse me, transforming our lives is definitely a daily process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like it's not an automatic like, wow, I'm saved. Oh, I'm living a new life in Christ. I'm not sinning anymore. Like mm-hmm. that's definitely not how it works. Mm-hmm. But you know, how do you think like? Christians should react to that kind of like, you know, um, situation where, you know, a secular artist is, has been saved and now he's trying to dabble into the Christian community and, mm-hmm. you know, why, you know, why do we react or why do people react in a negative way? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, again, if we can go back to the Bible and look at all the people that God used. Mm. If you think about it if you can take a step back and think about all the men that God used to write the Bible there's Moses he was a murderer David he was a murderer wow. Paul he was a murderer, was a murderer. <laughs> sure. you know <laughs> so I mean not to say that these people are bad people and I don't even think it's my, my place you know you know man man sees the outward appearance but God sees the heart uh, God has used a lot of people. God has used the human race, race to do His work. Right. You know, um, if you think of Martin Luther, who wrote one of the most famous hymns of all time, "A mighty fortress is our God." Uh, this man said horrible things about Jews. Mm. He didn't like the Jews, uh, but God used his work his life with God and we're still singing his songs hundreds of years later right so I mean if um, God can use anyone I wouldn't write off Kanye I mean I, I think the only thing I would be you know leery of is that I would uh, place value um, on things that are not of God, you right. know, like that's where I get into trouble. God can use you, and you can be open to God's God's leading to uh, do great things for His kingdom. Right. But having like a kingdom perspective on each thing that we 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 partake of right. in our lives is so important. You know, it's so important. So I would not be in the business of like spending my time like you know is this of God is that of God it should be clear because you know I have the Holy Spirit in me mm-hmm. you know and and um you know I get this a lot like I gotta I get people who send me videos about Hillsong and <laughs> Bethel and like these people you should never play their song yeah, yeah. They're, they're terrible and and we you know we actually thought about that like mm. you know we play it we pay you know like a subscription fee each month 
that right. pays these people mm -hmm. for their songs so that we can play them and sing them in our church, you know? And uh, we we actually took a hard thought, like wow. a hard look at it. Should we not sing Bethel songs? Should we not sing... Elevation songs. Uh, elevation songs <laughs> because of the teaching of the pastor. Right, right. Um, and I... Uh, that's not the approach that I end up taking. Like, I wanted to test each song mm. and test that up against God's word wow. and not someone else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, if I did, if I did it the other way, I would not be consistent with who God is. God coming down and it, and kind of, kind of, uh, being a part of mankind and his fallen state mm -hmm. and uh, breathing his life into us. And now we're up on his level. Like God right. does that. He can absolutely do that. So we sing songs in our church that have, you know, the, a Bible in them. We don't write off people. We don't actually write off like a whole ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we really hold the song up against God's word and wow. can it stand alone. Right. You know. Yeah, so like I brought up a man who is trying to become Christ-like. Now, I'm going to bring up someone from the Christian hip-hop community and uh, Lecrae. He's very, you know, I love Lecrae. I, lots of his songs like really ministered to my life personally. Like I think he's gone the opposite way, right? That's, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, here's the, here's the thing that he said. Um, and it's not like, um, it's not just him and a lot of people have been making this kind of statement um you know he was a christian rapper mm -hmm. and over the years you know he became quote-unquote woke yeah and i'm not trying to like you know say negative things about him but what i'm trying to bring out is this um he mentioned that he no longer wants to be a christian rapper mm -hmm. but a rapper that's christian mm -hmm. so like I, I there's a lot of artists like there's one that I still currently listen to. His name's Aha Gazelle. He was he was uh, signed with Reach Records, and he uh, it was something about cussing that you know it prevented him from being artistic. You know, because you know a Christian record company doesn't want you to cuss. I mean, that makes sense. But yes. Like a lot of Christian quote unquote Christian rappers, and I don't know their fate walk. So I, I have you know I have no say with that. Hmm. But that you know. Christian, oh, rapper, that's a Christian. Like, us, how do we, like, you know, how do we identify that? Like, I don't know. It's it's such a weird idea that yeah. I don't even know how to point it out as a question. Like, Christ, a rapper that's Christian versus a Christian rapper. And okay. that's dealing with identity, you know? Yes. So, what, do you, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I think the question I would ask and the question that I ask myself is what's the most important thing to me? Mm. Is it being a rapper or is it following Christ? You know, mm. and music is, is really funny, man. Yeah. I mean, it has the ability to, um, be your whole identity as a, as That's a, true. as a person, you know, like I am a singer. And this is what I do. Don't mess with me. Don't change my 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 like habits. Um, but the problem with that is you you stop God's work. Like it's really difficult for God to use you if if 
what you are is not submitted to who he is you know mm. and like worship if you understand what the word means when it's first used in genesis 22 with the story of abraham and isaac he said let us go up to the mountain and worship and what it means is like there has to be a sacrifice there's a submission there you know right there's a um so to think that i can my identity can be based um in my christianity in a secondary way and i don't know these people right. i don't know their personal walk with god but um god is a jealous god mm. you know he is jealous and he he wants to be the first in your life and you know in exodus 20 he says you shall have no other gods yeah no other gods before me like and i can and and i mean we worship gods that aren't god mm. all the time in our culture that's true you yeah. know what i mean i mean all the time we worship famous people we worship uh people that are r really talented they get our praises all the time you know mm. but god says very clearly that you shall have no other gods before me he says uh i am I am the Lord that God that brought you out of Egypt. Mm. It's like, don't forget about me. Right. You know, right. like I, I am your savior. I saved you out of Egypt when you had no other options. Don't put anyone else be a uh, for me. So this idea, I, I understand it, or it could be politics. You know, True. like I put politics before my christianity yeah and it doesn't work right. god god it doesn't work with him like he is an all-consuming fire mm. you know what i mean and it, it it just it just can't for some reason i have not seen it where people successfully think that they can live a life to put their christianity on the back burner keep it mm. and have it not be the like i heard someone some, uh, someone say like the problem with watering down our faith is that we run the risk of washing it away Ooh. like you keep watering it down and yeah. watering it down but the problem is like you could wash it away wow you know what i mean yeah so i um i've had the taste of christ no i'm not perfect but mm -hmm. i know what it tastes like it's life to me right and i don't want to lose that i don't want to put that secondary in, in, in my life so mm. i mean god bless him like i i mean you know you know by by uh by faith um i can say like he actually walks with with god and he right. makes his own choices you mm. know yeah well you know we step out of church mm -hmm. gonna be in the parking lot at the back again <laughs> um and this one's it's it's an interesting um argument actually that's i've been seeing this a lot online um contemporary versus gospel oh, oh. and um you know uh you we all know uh what's that dude name i forgot see i don't know i forgot his name uh you know the dove awards right yes you've heard about the dove awards yes. and you know they have a different category uh -huh. for contemporary and gospel now this is just an assumption and i'm not trying to bring no issue here but they're saying uh -huh. quote unquote that 
why are they labeling, you know, Gospels is for the African Americans. Yes. And contemporary is for the white folks. White, yeah. And I, I just find it interesting because ain't it the same message anyways? Mm. And so, um, what is his name? Kirk Franklin. There Kirk you Franklin. go. I think he he vowed to boycott the Devil Wars. If I'm not mistaken, y'all should Google that. But I saw it, and I've been wanting to ask you this question because, like, yeah, I saw this whole thing. Yeah, like I saw the follow up and interview and so forth. Right. But go, but go ahead. But yeah, like why? You know, it, it's not. I know it's always not about race. Mm-mm. You know, it's always not about race. Mm-hmm. But this is this is this is ministry too. This is Christianity. Well, I'm not saying like they're you know, but this is kind of like part of us that you know th- these are what we sing in our stages at church. Yeah. So gospel versus contemporary. Like, first off, do you think there's a difference between gospel and contemporary music? Um. Yes. Hmm. I think the lines are blurred. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of a Jonathan McReynolds. Oh yeah, I I love that guy. I was about to like and ask you to if I could sing one of his songs. Here. <laughs> I love I mean, that guy. He he plays the acoustic oh, guitar, yeah. and he's, he's playing so gospel. Like he has this gospel feel, right? And it's like this line that he walks, you know. And it's mm. and, and it's really him, you right? Know? It's not like him trying to please both crowds or right. it's just like really i believe god has given him this music and this is yeah. his own sound same thing with a maverick city it's 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 a little different i mean they don't focus their music around the acoustic guitar yeah it, it's a lot of keys and they have like a soulful singer right. with a with a grit in his voice that you don't really hear in contemporary music. Right. You so know? is it the grit of the voice that makes it gospel? Or, yeah. Because that's funny. Isn't Jonathan McReynolds have that song, the, uh, what's that? It gotta Be White or Black. I forgot what that Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot the title. But I love that song too. Yes. I'll, it'll come to my mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of African-American acoustic, you know, playing mm-hmm. with the singing and yes. all that stuff. And for some reason, like, you know, they would also be labeled as gospel. Like, to me, that is just some confusing. Like, I don't really care about the race. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm more focused on the content. So, yeah. is there a difference? Now, that's my second question. Is there a difference with the content of the gospel music and contemporary music? No. I mean, I really, Christ is the standard i really do think it comes down to things that don't matter you know i said yes there's a difference between gospel and contemporary and it's because of our like how we like to group people Mm. you know it was a a martin luther king that said uh the 10 o'clock hour on sunday is the most segregated time of the week wow Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, um, I just don't think that's a good representation of the body of Christ. Like, think of us being in heaven. I I do think, honestly, if we had an eternal view, like being in heaven, if, right. if heaven is real, if the body of Christ is real, which mm. if Christ is real, which, you know, I absolutely am convinced that all those things are, 
we are we are all of one body and it's in man it's woven in man to put things and people in separate groups you know mm. and it doesn't have to be so the standard is christ um i do think uh the backgrounds and the different styles and the different flavors come from different cultures right which i love and mm. i want to uh you know incorporate you know in, in our church um but yes it's different does it really matter to me mm. no yeah. um do i do i think it's really important to god i don't mm. think so he's looking at the hearts of men like he is seeking people to worship him and he's like looking at the hearts of men and that's what he he cares i mean i know in our culture like this idea of like being colorblind is like Mm. seen as offensive now right you know right. it's offensive but i want to have god's mind on it and mm. what would you know what does god say about it wow is he looking on the hearts of men that's not something that i can do you know mm -hmm. of course we see the outward appearance but we have a leg up on the world that his spirit is in us and we have access to his mind and his word. Mm. So if that is true, you know, I can't paint people with a broad brush. I can't paint the gifts that God has given them with a broad brush. So um, I uh, see the difference. I know the difference. I know the backgrounds. I know the different cultures. But I think um, each person has a lot to offer god's body wow. and um i don't think it's profitable for us to focus on um the division yeah what is, yeah divides us i just I, it's old-fashioned right whatever call it conservative <laughs> but i just think it's god's mind wow yeah um we're gonna step back into the church again now yeah towards uh you know towards the end and this is just i think this something as a worship leader is it's actually more of a personal question for me too um you know uh how to be an effective worship leader you know that's uh it's you may not think that it's a big part of the church but like worship is a huge part of the church huge huge part of the church it's preparing us for the message and you know as a worship leader what do you think are some you know key things that we need to put in mind when we lead worship like things that are it, like having an important mindset before we lead worship is like i think is very important so sure. what are some things that would help us you know have that kind of mindset um i think the answer that people don't want to hear um but it's absolutely true is preparation mm. you know um and in many things yes i want to prepare the songs i also want to prepare my heart mm. like that's my job right that's proverbs 16 1 that the preparation of the heart is of man you know so uh, god's not going to prepare your heart for you right you know it's like i have to set aside those things and make time for him 
and then he is th- you know the center of everything that I I do um, but also um, to to understand you know what is happening that I can't fake it up there mm. like people can smell a fake you know or a lot of times like I've seen people who just want to say something in between a song <laughs> and you can tell they've not even thought about right. it and they just say like something crazy and they can go back and watch and they were like oh what my was I saying yeah I f- and, that's my biggest fear sometimes too yeah cause like I'm like when I lead worship I'm very like spirit led yes you know yes Um, when I want to say something I don't want it rehearsed yes I want it I want the Holy Spirit telling me to say it. Yes. Um, and it's, I think it's a, I don't know. There's something to me about rehearsing what you're going to say. Yes. In front of the congregation when leading worship. There's just something that icks me about it. Like, I don't like that. It's uncomfortable. I don't like that. But here's, here's the difference. It's like living a, a life that's like, prepared you mm. know what i mean right right like, i i have to know my bible mm. like, i have to spend some time in my my bible and like a great exercise for for me is okay so we practice our songs what are some of the bible verses that are in these songs and mm. i can look i can look them up read them and take just a couple moments and think about them and that's living the life that's like ready you know what i mean mm, i don't right. have to practice what i'm saying yeah i don't know what's gonna ha- happen in the moment right but i'm living that life where i'm like chewing on god's word and god's word it's amazing it just bubbles out of us mm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah so i'm saying like that's a source you know what wow. i mean it's one thing to wing it and not have a source that like you're drawing from right you know just from like the air mm. that's not good I don't have to rehearse exactly what I'm saying, but I have, I can know what source I'm pulling from Mm. and it has to be God and it has to be his word. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And and I don't have to like quote, you know, Proverbs 16, three, commit your ways (laughs) to the Lord and he shall establish your thoughts. You know, I don't, I don't have to do that, but just like we're talking here, like I don't have to, uh, quote a bible verse to cite a biblical principle right right that that is applicable in the moment (laughs) you know yeah um you know branching to that too is um uh you know there are i don't think this is much of like a struggle for a lot of churches but it could be like a personal struggle too um you know being humble on stage and there's also like wanting uh like attention I don't know. I've visited a lot of like, it's not just, and this is not limiting it to church worship. It could be a worship night event, you know, like different types worship in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, humble people mm-hmm. uh, that would either play, sing, you know, talk. Like you can tell that it's coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. It's led by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And there would be some, I would say like you know I, I don't know how to phrase it but I put it as wanting attention cuz there's no other, like there's no other reason for you to be acting like this but mm-hmm. you know over excessive playing of the guitar or something like 
you know, something so simple could have been played. Yeah. But they overcomplicated it. Yeah. Or like, you know, you mentioned like someone out of Spur will just say something nonsense up on stage mm-hmm. just because they want to appear that like, you know, oh, I know a lot about God and I know a lot about his words. So I'm going to say this mm-hmm. to give that vibe and like, oh, I, I have spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very holy person. Yeah. You know, and that's dangerous as a worship leader. So. Um, yeah, I think that kind of ties in with mindset. So yeah, any thoughts about that? Like being humble and, you know, versus seeking attention. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pride really. Mm. And one thing about pride is that none of us are, you know, like immune to it. Right. You know, I mean, we, it can creep up and it can creep up in anyone's life, mm. you know, and it could be a small thing. Um, but a good thing is, I mean, this is a personal thing for me. A good way I try to like keep that in check in my life, mm. a practical way, like, of course, we can read our Bible, blah, blah, blah. But a practical way is to not compare myself with anyone or anything. Mm. Because pride is oftentimes based on comparison. It's oftentimes based on comparison. When I compare myself to someone else, mm. or I compare myself to someone else in the in our band, if I compare myself to another worship leader, or if I find someone who's really weak and kind of has a hard time where I'm strong, it's pride. It's right. comparing myself because I, I'm insecure, so I want to prop myself up by comparing myself and looking down down on someone so and uh if i can not do that like pride is when i see myself too high and it's also when i see myself too low so what does god say it's not wise to compare yourselves Mm. and if you think about it if you think about comparison this is what satan did also in isaiah 13 when he compared himself to God, I will be like the hmm. most high. Right. You know, I will reign. You know, like that pride comparison led him down to hell, right? Wow. But this is also the reason why there is no pride in God. God has no one to compare himself with. So you have to understand uh, that what's the foundation of my pride in its comparison normally. Mm like 90% of the time I'm comparing myself to something or someone, some standard Mm. or something like that. Uh, But uh, there's no place for pride in worship. And it's hard because we ask our players to put in a lot of work. Yeah. And when you put a lot of work into something, it's very easy, like to call it yours. (laughs) Right. For sure. I put two hours into playing piano today. (laughs) I'm going to kill this part. You know what I mean? And I'm (laughs) probably going to kill this part, but I have to find that balance, which comes from Christ, you know, that I can be skillful and Mm. take on the meekness of, of him. Yeah. And like that is possible in ministry. If I understand the person of Jesus Christ. A lot of answers to our lot of struggles in our Christian walk is understanding Jesus in a deeper way. Mm. Like 
understanding him that he he went low and then his name was exalted above every other name wow yeah so that's that's something that we have to like understanding his nature eating it and reading it and and understanding i can't compare myself to any standard or to anyone all while giving my best for his glory Mm. you know wow and um as we kind of like close up um what are some things that you could say that would help you know me and other worship leaders out there to become better worship leaders yeah i mean i think we can't be afraid of work Mm. it's it's work i mean you have to spend just on a practical side when it comes to music you have to spend time with your instrument one of the practical reasons why i should really spend time with my instrument and get better find people that are better than me yeah a lot of people especially in the worship setting it's incredible I, like I, like i've went to school and colleges with extraordinarily talented people right and these people who didn't even know christ didn't think this way mm-hmm. but in christian circles a lot of people that are in worship are they don't want anything to do with people that are better than them whoa (laughs) and it's such a terrible mistake yeah it's a horrible mistake right because you want to get better at your craft and when why would i not want to give christ my best when he has given us his best and when i know my instrument and i know what to do if there's a certain mood in the worship service if there's a certain atmosphere that needs to be created i know how to do that with my instrument i can be used in a greater capacity by god Mm. once i put the time in my instrument and when i say instrument that could be the guitar that could be my voice gotta put the time there are no shortcuts yes that's one thing i would say and i would say to, to just know that like we are drawn and not driven you know mm. like i can work on my craft because god is drawing me to who he is uh to to think that it's like this duty that's when it becomes heavy but second corinthians 4 or 5 like we we preach not ourselves but we are servants f- for who for christ's sake mm. so if everything i do is for christ's sake one day if i if i put all the work in i'm the best singer in the world but it was for christ's sake if god if i lose that if i don't have that opportunity anymore it's okay like i'm gonna be okay because i did it for christ's sake anyway wow it wasn't for my sake Mm. it wasn't for my for this girl's sake that i wanted to impress in the front row (laughs) it was for christ's sake so understanding those things that we are servants for Christ's sake. I wow. gotta put in the work, and I can be skillful and take on the meekness of Christ. There are no shortcuts yeah. to to that, and you can't fake it. Mm. Yeah, like you just can't. Fake it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Hey, thank you again for this. This is a lot of encouraging stuff, and um, yeah. Uh, before we close, I. I usually pray in the end of my thing. But first, I want to thank you, though. <laughs> yeah, man. I, like, I want to thank Sensei. <laughs> Sensei for having me on his show. Yeah, It yeah. was a great time. and such a privilege. Yeah, and um, I, like I said, thank you again for your time. It's, I feel like I've learned myself. I mean, I always learn from you, man. And mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, I look up to you a lot, especially 
in the worship world, as they say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as we close, just want to pray and just God, just thank you for this time. Help us to be uh, your instruments, not only through worship, but through our everyday lives. God, continue to use us uh, um, and help us to be better at discerning not only songs, but with our actions as well yes, and how we treat other people, God. And we thank you. Continue to help us be light to others as we live in this world and not live off it, God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, this is another episode of the Sunset Talks. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Peace out. Uh, you go crazy. Uh,